Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags. This series is intended to empower you to break through your self-limiting beliefs and step into your personal power. You're the only one in your way, so if you're ready to step up and out, this is your show. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. My man, Marty Kelly, in the house. Thank you for having me. What's, What's up, Nick brother? Pags? Guys, welcome back to Let's Go. We got my boy Marty Kelly here. He, is, I'll let him explain. You can, who you he can is. describe me a little bit. I'll give him the little, the little bit, uh, the little tidbit of who Marty is. He is a personal trainer here at Performance House. That's where we're hanging out today. Um, he is the king of boxing. So I wouldn't th- say I'm the king. I'm always learning. I think he's the to king. To be the king, but I, I yeah. He I'm shows me up. That's for sure. Although I've thrown you around a couple times. You're a very strong individual. Yes. <laughs> that one's getting recorded in that state. I'm a very strong individual. So Marty's got an interesting background. You can hear his Irish accent. Grew up in Ireland. And uh, he's going to fill us in. Kind of give us like the quick. Brief. Th- yeah, the brief on your life. On, I grew up. I was one of six. And my family, had, we have. Really? I've, yeah. I have uh, three wow. sisters and two brothers. I grew up in a small little semi-detached house uh, just outside Belfast, a little town called Newcastle, seaside town. I played football, I played soccer, I played Gaelic, Gaelic football, it's like a type of football. I know Gaelic football. Played that till I was like 15, and I'll never forget it. I, was, I got punched to the face one day at school, and um, I used to live in my granny's house at the time, my grandmother's house. I got punched in the face at school one day, and I had like a little bit of a black eye, and my brother, my brother uh, called up my grandmother, so I said, did you get punched in the face at school today? I'm like, yeah, how did you know? He goes, if you ever get punched in the face at school and never fight back again, you're never coming back to this house. I love that. So I'm like scared for my life. My brother's tough, very tough. He's yeah. a boxer, like really tough, small, smaller than me, but very tough. Um, so that night I was like going, fuck, what am I... What am I gonna do? Yeah. I was like having inside anxiety, thinking like, "Am I gonna? What am I gonna do? Am I gonna shy away from this, or just keep pretending as if it's all gonna be all right, or do I actually attack this head on and f- and face my fears, basically?" So that night, um, my my football training got cancelled, and there's a guy who did mixed martial arts, where my grandmother's from, and I I think I texted him, saying, "Are you going to train him tonight?" And he said, "Yeah, do you want to come?" So he takes me down to this uh, MMA gym. How old are you at this point? 15. Okay. He took me down to this MMA gym in Newcastle and um, where I, my hometown was, where my family actually lived. And I was hooked since that get-go. I, haven't, I literally haven't stopped. I took like a few breaks here and there. I would have did fights and stuff, but I literally got hooked. My brother got me. My brother was a good boxer. He got me into boxing. And then I started MMA, and then I just fell in love with it. I fought in the same cards as Conor McGregor. I just, I went, I could have went a lot further with it, except I didn't give all my commitment to it. Growing up, I played football a lot too, so it kind of interfered with a lot, but I could have went a lot further than I have now, but I'm actually more focused in coaching and learning the coaching aspect of it now. I feel as if that's really my passion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Marty takes in a lot of clients here, specifically for MMA work or just boxing work. 
he's worked with me a lot. Fifty-five, forty-five, yeah. man. Fifty-five. Taught uh-huh. me a lot about the stance. The stances. Stance is key. It's really one of those arts that's so wildly intricate, like any sport, I guess. But there's so much that goes into MMA, you think boxing. You, here's the thing: people think they know. They get to a certain level, they stop. You don't ever stop. You pick yeah. up something different. You change stance. You go into a different stance. You just never stop. I feel as if the moment you just stop learning is the moment you're, you're done. I honestly he, believe that. Watching him watch other tra- – he's not a hater on other trainers, but there's a lot of, like, mock boxers in the city. And watching him go through Instagram, he's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I mean – each to their own they but all, no it speaks to how you honor your craft you I, know? I honor like, it like, I, that's I feel like, the same way I feel you I do honor it I, have to, I love it but some people run around New York City with no tops on shadow boxing on the streets and it's raining outside and you're thinking Jesus is this man for real right now <laughs> not naming any names by the way or <laughs> they know who they are that. so uh, so okay so you're 15 you learn you start kind of learning how to kick yeah. ass a little bit what got you here? Was there big stuff going on in between? I, I, to be completely so, honest, I really don't know Marty's story almost So at it all, was so. actually right. So growing up, my, mom, my mother died when I was pretty young. I, think I was 10 when she died. So I always had like a little bit of aggression inside of me, but it never really came out. I always had that like, I needed to get this aggression out. So fighting helped me a lot with that. And it, it really paved me to where I am, where I, where I was. But then there came a stage in my life where I was at home, the recession hit, didn't have a job, was like going out every weekend and getting messed up, but then I started getting into a lot of trouble. I started getting into fights, and it was my 21st birthday, I got in a a pretty bad fight, I ended up getting in a little bit of trouble for that, and then I said, you know what, I need to start making moves here with like what I'm gonna do, so I said, my brother just moved to Boston at the time, and um, he moved to Boston at the time. I said, you know what, I'll give it a summer out there. I went out and had a summer out there. I loved it. I came back home, same thing, got into a rut, didn't have a job, didn't have anything. I was basically living off my dad. My dad was, like, me and him uh, butted heads up a lot yeah. because, like, you yeah. you know what it's like. Your dad's trying Absolutely. to see the best for you, this and that. So we kind of were, were butting heads a lot. And I said, you know what, I need to make a move here and go back over there. I was earning, I was doing a construction job and I was trained at night in a, a famous gym in Boston, Peter Welch. It's such a good gym. I learned a lot of my boxing there. Um, but then I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. So I went out there, stayed with my brother. I was working a construction job, dude. I was working from like 10 hours that day. And I was so tired to go to um, to go to the gym, but I made it happen anyway. I, I just grinded it out. I had one, my first fight out there. I won by TKO. In Boston. In Boston. And then I hurt my knee. Oh, sorry, I broke my hand and hurt my knee. So here's me. I've had a job. I couldn't work the construction job because I was banged up, obviously. So I had no money. Broke. Staying at your brother's place? I was staying. No, no, I actually moved out of my brother's place because him, he was with his wife at the time. And it was caused a little bit of friction, me being at the house. My brother didn't really want... It's not that he didn't want me being there. It was just it wasn't healthy there for their relationship. Right. Having me stay there. So I got my own place. It was brutal. I got my place. It was, I think it was five hundred a month. I remember walking. Really? Yeah, I remember walking into the place. It had a hole in the corner. I had no bed yet. I just had like four, three bags, three full bags, and one of them bags was all my training gear. Yeah. So I literally had like two bags of clothes, and that was it. Yeah. I was dating a girl at the time. 
And I basically begged her to stay in her house for a little bit, so I did that. Kept grinding, kept grinding. Was originally meant to fight again, I hurt my knee again. So I am out of action here completely. I sold a bunch of tickets, had to give all the ticket money back. Had no money because I couldn't work that little construction job that I had and get myself some money for food or whatever. So I was like literally going back. I can remember one, one day I had, uh, for breakfast, lunch and dinner, I had Cheerios. Mm-hmm. And on the third meal, I had to mix water with milk because I didn't have enough milk. And that is the God's honest truth. So I said, fuck this, I cannot live like this. Yeah. My friend, one of my good friends, called me, a childhood friend of mine called me and said, dude, why don't you come up to New York for the weekend and get your head off things? I know you're pretty banged up or bummed out about like missing out in this fight and stuff because I was really training hard for it. So I took the Greyhound bus from Boston to New York one weekend and I fell straight in love. This with, place with was the like, city. oh my God, I fell in love with it right away. I remember coming, into, coming into Port Authority, Yeah. right? Got in, he picked me up, we went, we, he was staying in Yonkers, he had a house in Yonkers. Yep. Went there for the weekend, we went out, had fun, we, he took me out, blah, I had no, still had no money. Right. And he said, um, we had the conference, we were drinking, he goes to me, uh, why don't you come down here and get a job, get a good construction job, you make good money. And I'm like going, jeez, why don't I do that? I'm, I'm, I'm out, I, I can't fight for a while. So that following, I went, I went home that Monday morning, by that Friday, I rented a U-Haul, I took a loan from my brother, rented a U-Haul truck, packed all my stuff, had a bed, ended up getting this nice bed, took it with me, uh, all my clothes, a little bit of, I had like a wardrobe, and I had my clothes in, yeah. took it up, and I told, when I told my coach, and all, I goes, they were like going to me, dude, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're out of your mind, you have sponsors here, you have everything here, why are you taking this leap? I just, just felt right, yeah. you know? I yeah. felt as if this was a new chapter for me, it was a new journey, I knew something was meant to happen here. So I ended up doing that, went up there, I got a construction job. I had to be in Brooklyn for 6 a.m. I was doing a 12 hour So living in Yonkers at your buddy's house. Yeah, traveling to Brooklyn, to Brooklyn. for 6 a.m. Yeah. And I'm then thinking, geez, up. maybe I didn't make the right decision here. Yeah, yeah. So me and my buddy ended up moving from uh, Yonkers to Hoboken. Mm-hmm. And one of, my, one of my good friends, James Gallagher, he's a, f- a fighter. He, f- he was fighting in the Madison Square Garden. He said to me, can you get me a place to train? I need to like lose some weight, like cut weight, fighters to cut weight the week yeah. of the fight, just stay loose. And I said, yeah, I think there's a place um, in Hoboken here. Let me go down to it. So I went down, and I, I ended up meeting this guy. It was a blessing from God, Rich. Yeah. He said, yeah, bro, come on in whenever you want. Train. I goes, you know what? I'm trying to get back into training myself. I haven't trained in a year now. I've been here like near yeah. a year, six months, right? So took James there. We trained. He was getting ready for his fight. I met Rich, great guy. Took me in. Let me train there for free. And I was telling him about my situation with work. I said, I'm going to Brooklyn, dude. I, I'm training, or I'm working 12 hours a day. It's exhausting, and I'm really very, getting very unhappy here. And I thought about going home a few times to Ireland, just saying, I can't do this anymore. This is too much. It's like, it's a hassle. You miss your family. You miss, I have no family in New mm-hmm. York. You're very lonely sometimes. It's going to be a very lonely city. And I was working this terrible job, and I was working with a bunch of Spanish lads, and they hadn't, I hadn't a clue what they were talking about. Yeah, but I knew they were laughing at me all the time, because they were talking and then pointing at me and laughing, I was going, I'm gonna beat the head of all, every one of these here. So I got fed up with it eventually, and Rich goes to me, dude, I want you to teach, in the, cl- teach the classes in the gym. You'll not make that much, but it's a start. I was terrified, Nick. My rent was 1350. That's a lot for me, I just moved here. 
You were making thirteen fifty for the class. No, no, oh, thirteen fifty. The rent for my was thirteen fifty. So he was saying, you, "That's you, a lot of money when you got no money." Oh, exactly. Yeah. And he said to me, "You get twenty five bucks a class, the UFC." I'm going, "What? What? How there?" Dude, I'm like twenty five bucks. That's ridiculous. How am I meant to live off twenty four? If I've got four classes a week. Oh, it was that's only four classes a week. I was like, "That's a, it's not a bad hourly rate." I mean, what were you making at construction when you were twelve hundred? Gotcha. Yeah, twelve hundred. Yeah. Um, twelve hundred a month. No, no, a week. A week, okay. You good. make good, decent money. You're doing the. That's hard what I was stuff. about to say. I was like, construction workers make really good oh, money. Oh, do I mean, yeah, but you put in the hours and it's freezing. Can you yeah. imagine being out there with it's freezing. Brutal. But anyway, give me the classes, dude. It took off for me. Yeah. Right away, and then I ended up meeting Dev, and he said, "Dude, why don't we start up in this co- this company?" Mm-hmm. And you do the boxing, and I'll do the the strength and conditioning. I'm like, let's go. So we ended up traveling around um, New York City. I was only getting like five sessions a week, dude. I was like, I just think we were charging like 150 a session. And I was like, well, how are we charging 150 a session? This is ridiculous. Yeah, and to give you guys an idea, like the, I, I started in a gym that charged $70 an hour in a, in a nice facility, and I was making 40% of that. Um, so, you know, that's, that's really the rate you're looking at. Even for when I really started on my own, dude, I was I was charging thirty bucks an hour. Yeah. Like if people train with me outside of a gym space, thirty bucks an hour. And when you get to this level, certainly in the avenue that you went, where it was like fast. I, I mean, went as far, you've seen my progress. Yeah. Since I've quick, started in here. Quick. Like the people I've trained and just to just to go back to that, right? I met Devin. I was teaching like four classes. Had a few clients in the gym, but you only made like forty dollars yeah. off that cut. So it wasn't really much, but then I met Devin, and then we started progressing, progressing. We started getting a lot more clients. I was doing like 10 sessions this a week. This was during, at Performance House? No, or this before, before the house. Performance. Yeah. And then he came up to me one day, he goes, dude, we, um, we have to go to Performance. They're looking for us. They've seen us or something. They've seen us like on his Instagram because we did like a boxing video. He said, why don't you two guys come in and we'll get an interview with you. So we come in and we're like, they loved us, picked us up. It was actually Carlin took my interview and we, I said, yeah, let's go. This is, like, crazy to me. So Performance House, for those of you who don't know, is a training facility, perhaps the top training facility in the country. Oh, 100%. It's just, I mean, we're in it right now looking out at the gym. The top trainers, some of the top trainers in the world, um, unbelievable what goes on in this room day in and day out. It's, a, I mean, a miracle for both of us yeah, looking time. at it. It's, it's like a kid saying, next year I'm going to play – for my national team, like a soccer player, and, and next year he's just there. Like, that's what it feels like to me that's being in this space. feels like for me. I, I didn't understand how much it was a jump for me, to be honest. I didn't understand it at all. I was walking from a UFC gym, where it's just a, like a little franchise gym. Yeah. I walked from here to performance, like, in the space of in six months. I'm and pe- you know what? I, I really, and I'll ask you, did that happen because, uh, for me, there's a level of, like, the ignorance is bliss thing where if you don't know, if I didn't know I had to sprint a mile and you just told me to run as fast as I can, I'll, I end up running that mile way faster because you don't know what's in your way. And for guys, I think that's where you and I are very similar. You didn't know how big the jump was. So it wasn't like nervous about being, it was just like, whatever the hell happens, happens. Let's go all in. Let's go. I didn't have any, as soon as, as soon as he told me to go and go to this interview, I was like, Okay. Cool. What is it? Let's I'll try. Go. Sure. I'll go. Yeah. And I come in, and 
man, it, I can't even describe in words what has happened to me in the last year. It's like, where I'm from, I'm like a lot of people say this, where they go, oh, no one makes it where I'm from, or no yeah, one yeah, does yeah. this where I'm from. I can honestly say that there's no one, I'd say, in the north, or I have never met, I haven't met anyone in from Ireland that is able to do the stuff that I've been doing in the last year. Like the people I've trained, you've seen who I've trained, some yeah. of the, the names I've trained. Like, I am beyond blessed and grateful. Every day, every day I wake up, I'm grateful for this. I was working a construction job where I get up at five o'clock and I was like, you know when you get up, you're like, oh, not this again. Oh, I was like literally crying getting out of bed. Yeah. I jump out of bed getting, coming here. Hell yeah. I love it. I live for Isn't it. Isn't that cool? So like, you have to, I always, like, I'll walk, like, there's a construction job over there, and I'll look out the window to it, and I'll look, always look at it, and I'll make me work harder. Yeah. Because it's where you since work. I came to New York, no matter who you are or what you do, if you're willing to put in that work and grind your ass off and literally go, go 12 hours a day working, you will, you will go where you need to be. Yeah. And that's one thing that I, like, oh, I'll maybe complain, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. You hear me, I'm like moping around the gym maybe. Oh, yeah. you all right? No, I'm tired, a little tired. Well, just but, give you an idea. He was just saying, like, they were doing five sessions a week. I just asked Marty as I'm setting up the cameras. Yeah, I said, how many sessions did you do today? He goes, ten. Ten sessions in the day at these training sessions that we're doing here start at $150 an hour. You know, they go up to $300, $350 yeah. an hour. So when you look at that money, it's really an overwhelming thing. And now the challenge, I think, for someone in your position, and I think you're in the middle of it, so you can't even see that yet if, if it's even a possibility. But what happens is people grow and, and build up real quick, yeah. and you get real comfortable at that spot, and you start, not you, I mean, it's possible to be taking it for granted. Like, yeah. do you ever feel that, like, ah, I just kind of took it, for, I'm taking this for granted? Do you have those days where you're feeling like you... It's just like, ah, oh, I'm going to work and oh, I got to train 10 people Honestly, today. Honestly, no. Yeah. Like, I, I know what you're talking about. I, you, you can get very, you see yourself getting this money, you're like, holy shit. And then next thing you know, you're getting comfortable. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe going to change this person or, yeah. or do this here. Like today, for instance, I had a, I had like six, six ankle was back to back to back. And I had like a four or five hour, or what was it? Like a, no, sorry, three hour window but in between that three hour i had frank yeah i'm thinking frank, i could be going home here and take i've been up since 4 30 i could go home here and take a nap yep. but really i'll stay and grind this out he needs me i don't see the money anymore i like i think about the money the money's always going to be there yeah, and one the thing clients. one of my clients always said to me listen if you're humble and you work hard and you're you're given the money is going to come to you because you're yeah. you're putting in the hours of course the money's going to come but I feel at this stage of where, where I'm at with all this, it's not even about money, man. It's not. Like, I'd want this one client, you know Frank. Yeah. Guy came in here, he, he couldn't walk straight. And I, I remember when he first came in, we actually had a development day. And I remember he came in, I'm like, oh, God. Like, how, what am I he, doing? This guy's a bit of a kook, and he knows it, and he's yeah. awesome. He's, he's a hell of a yeah. guy. I got to speak with him yesterday, actually. The best A real good being, guy. The best. He's so positive about everything. Um, he came in. He was very, like, very down. He seemed, like, his energy seemed very low. He couldn't really walk. I had him do, like, uh, I had him do some things just to see, test him a little bit, measure, measure what, 
kind of mobility and stuff he had, it wasn't good. It yeah. wasn't good at all. And I'm sitting here thinking, right, I don't think this guy's ever going to come back because it's a first session. It's a, it's a temp session. He's, he's getting this free of charge. Mm-hmm. And I shook his hand that day, and I was like, going, all the best, dude. I didn't think anything of it. And he calls up the gym, said, I want to train with that Irish kid. I'm like, going, what? Wow. Buys a 10-pack. And these sessions are cheap. Dude, you know they're it. not. They're, they're not. not. Buys a 10-pack, comes in here the first day. We work. I was. Li- we were a little like, like, off. Distant. Each, yes, yeah. distant. We weren't as close as we were. After that ten pack, he bought another ten pack, and he's been running through these sessions. He looks phenomenal. Right. So crazy. what do you hear this here? So after the second ten pack, one, after one session, one day he um, he comes up up to me after the session and he starts like crying, and I've never seen him like this. He goes, dude, I just want to say I'm very very grateful for you. You've changed my life. Yeah. And he said, um, what did he say to me? He goes, I was in a very dark place. I got a hip replacement, couldn't walk. I had a limp. I couldn't really do anything. I played football growing up. I couldn't do anything that I used to be able to do, and it really hurt me. And I was really in a dark place. I was drinking a lot. I'm like, dude, like, this isn't even about the money. It's to be able to do that to someone's life and, and impact their life as much as that, yeah. like, it's just crazy. It's crazy to me. To me, I, I don't. Then we get that, to do this every day, it's, and, and yeah, we get paid for it. And get paid for it. It's it's ridiculous. Like I never would have thought that I could. Me. Yeah. I'm a mess sometimes. I like I can't even wash my own dishes sometimes. Right. <laughs> and I'm changing this guy's life. Yeah, and that's a that's a wild point, and I think that it's so we so often forget that you don't have to be perfect to be perfect for someone. Exactly. You don't have to be perfect to be perfect for someone because somebody might need your spark of just go lucky, positive Irish Marty. Like somebody just might need that. You might not be able to wash your dishes or have the energy to. And you may be that spark that someone needs to literally say, I can, I can go another day. Oh, big time. It's real. And in this industry, I've learned after nine years of doing this, there was a wild shift I mean, there's back and forth days where I'm just like, oh, man, this is, like, exhausting because... Oh, big time. It does... You know what? It takes a lot out of you. You have to be tuned in. Like, I don't know... Honestly, I don't know how I'm even standing right now for this. I was, like... I do. It's very... Dude, it's very very, clear. When you are invested in some... In another person and their well-being, you take away a lot of your own shit. When in doubt, focus out. Uh, A really wise mentor of mine told me once... Focus on others. Focus on other situations. And I when you put your that. mind and soul and spirit into somebody else, it fills your cup. Oh, big time. Certainly people like us. But I like also us. think, saying that, I think being a trainer, I've learned. I've learned, always learning at this game. You know yourself. But I also think that um, there comes a time where you need it. Like, us, as like, we're trying to create our own business here. Mm-hmm. But we need it. We're given, we're given, we're given every day. Sometimes I just feel as if we need to take a minute to ourselves and yeah. re, re, regenerate ourselves because I feel as if we're very we're given everything we have and then by the end of the day I'm sitting in the house I'm wired because I can't stop thinking about right, like all these ten clients I've trained. It's true. I agree with you. Although I've done I've gone through the ringer of trying to and and you can look at it. Uh, Talent Hack. I work with Talent Hack, uh, which is a company that supports trainers in building their businesses and all that. They're uh, 
space to connect fit pros to jobs. It's an incredible space at the Talent Hack. You should check it out if you're a fit pro. But one of the things that the conversation always comes up, how do you rest, how do you recover, how do you take care of yourself? As an instructor who wakes up at 4.30 and goes to bed yeah. at 10, fitness instructor, personal trainer, I've gone through the ringer of doing 18 gazillion different types of things to try and take care of myself. What did you think was? I thought it was vacation. I thought it was rest. I thought it was more sleep. The, the mind-blowing shift that has happened for me is learning how to be present. And it sounds really cheesy. I was actually going to bring this up today. Dude, I if, was bring if, it up. if I take a moment and I, I like close my eyes, kind of like you just did before, and just like be with yourself in that moment, whether it's a good moment or a bad moment is up to your interpretation and your perception. The truth is when you are present to that moment and grateful for whatever the That's hell it exactly, is at that moment, yeah. you'll be able to create the spark of energy you want. So like I was talking to Zach the other day. Zach is one of our trainers here, newer trainers. He just tore his labrum and dislocated his shoulder. Brutal for a trainer. It's the worst. He got surgery. And I said to him, does yeah. it piss you off me saying lucky you? He was like, did you just say lucky me? What the fuck is lucky about this? And I said, you get the opportunity to be a stand for people who get an injury and think that they can't and think that they're not capable and think that their life is over. Because of your position, yeah. you get to look at it in a way of positive, positivity and optimism and, and growth. You can do that. People find it cheesy, but that's your choice to find it cheesy. I'm like, Zach, you get a chance to post all this crap on social media. And for the guy who like is in the middle of a football season and feels like his life is over down in Texas, you're a beacon of hope for him. Exactly. Right? And I that's being present with your experience yeah. and just being grateful for whatever the hell comes. A lot of people can't handle that, man. A lot yeah. of people can't be grateful for a shitty moment. And I think all of us struggle with that. But I certainly do. In tough days. I like, yeah, I like that. I had never really thought of that, to be honest. Yeah. I understand. I think what you said there about his injury was is actually pretty cool because, obviously, not his injury, but I think the recovery, it gives people, it gives people a platform to look at him and they're yep. going, wow, this guy, like you see him, he's running around the gym in a sling. He's literally he, yeah, right he, there, guys. He's he right here and he's rocking a sling with his yeah, arm like popped out. Yeah, he's still working and he's like still got that bubbly smile and he's like running around. Well, which is great. I think that a lot of people can learn from that as well, definitely. And it's not bullshit. Like there are people who bullshit themselves and then he, and then go home and just like cry and mope. I sat with him yesterday and he he said, "I'm miserable." Like I, when I go home and I think about it for a second, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm working on my music and all that. And I said, "Zach, Look at the opportunities sitting in front of you. You know, and, and you can do this on any stage or on any level. We can look at people at work who got, uh, you know, knocked out, like lost their job and have to go figure out a new one. There's a lot of situations where I was actually, the truth is, the moments where I got fucked up or screwed over in my life I thought was like totally turned upside down, those are the ones that ended up with the best result. Those are the moments that gave me, I mean, you having nothing and being exactly. in a cockroach hole of an apartment now I live you, in a, got now you I to live a place. A, I live in a hotel. Hell yeah. It I, got you, but it got you to a place of saying, I got to get out of here and make yeah. a move. And it got you to New York, That's which it, then man. got you into the gym, which then get, got you to meet Devin, which it's then started a snowball effect and it's not going to end. But it's only because you didn't say this is it. Yeah. This is what it is. This is what life is about. You didn't. You said. Don't get me wrong. I was, I was close to knocking on that door I'm a few sure. times, but I, I, I got through it. But I think you hear all these, all these like 
the Gary V's and whatever, like they all say, like I was talking to, I train a guy, a Shark Tank uh, judge, uh, Matt Higgins, and I was actually talking to him the other day about this. Um, we have a, like, we all have these walls that we need to break down. Like, mm-hmm. no matter where we, like that guy worked at McDonald's. Now he's fucking, he owns like a percentage of the Miami Dolphins football team. Wild. Like, it's fucking nuts to me, you know? Yeah. So we all go through these stages in life, but like you have to realize that they're temporary. Yeah. You have to break through and get to the other side and it's going to show you what you're made of. Right. You may hit rock bottom more than once, but I definitely think that you just need to get up and get on whatever whatever situation you're in. More than once. Listen oh, to what he said. You time. may hit rock bottom more than once. That's a spot where people lose it. Exactly. They're like, I was at rock bottom. See, it's happening again. And yep. they get resent-filled. And it's not about holding resentment towards the rock bottom. On the contrary, the rock bottom is the most solid place to build a new foundation. Oh, big time. You've nothing to lose. That's it. Like, in that space is where you get to say, I have nothing to lose. Yeah. Let me build. Like, and build strong. And if shit falls, you do it again. And I just don't, where's, so I'll ask you, where does that resiliency come? Because somebody's listening and saying, yeah, that sounds cool. And it sounds really like energy filled. But the truth is at that rock bottom, I don't have the energy to get up the motivation. Like what gets you going and fires you up? I mean, now it's easy to say because you're walking into the nicest space, but what got you in the beginning with Devin? Like, what was it that fired you up? Do you even know? What fired me up? Honestly, I seen the lifestyle that some of these people lived, and I said, you know what, I want that. So I want to be comfortable. I always wanted to be comfortable. I never, like, I always had worried about money growing up. I was terrible with money, to be honest. But now I've, beca- like, you, it's a learning process. It's always been a learning process for me. But now I'm able to handle my money and stuff and very well. But I always seen, when I came up here, I seen the shape of these people. I seen... Just the way they were teaching people, it was just, it was for me, iconic. I really wanted to be that. Yeah. So I was not going to stop until I became the best trainer. Still, I want to be It's amazing. He, he, he has an aura about him. I think another thing you and I share in common, uh, have in common, it really is, I remember when I first met Marty, he was like, hey, can we, uh, can we lift? Can we do a program? Can we work out? He was like a little energy ball because he saw... He was like, yo, I want your six pack. Like you said, like, yeah. I want to shred up like that. Yeah. I remember right when we met each other yeah. and we started working out and then, you know, we all get focused on other shit and we move on to the next thing and it's like, go, go, go. But and that's where everything I, I like, I see a lot of people with the, the, these egos or whatever, like fucking, oh, I can't, I can't be training with him. He doesn't have a cert, this cert or that yeah. cert. Yeah. I don't give a fuck yeah. what cert you have. I want to learn whatever yeah. you have to teach and I'm willing to like listen and learn from it. And Asim, if I can give you space. anything back, I will give you right. whatever I can back. You see it. I like, I'm always asking people, totally. I'll do a session with Gabe. I'll do a session with you in return. I'll maybe hold some myths for you yeah. or show you some MMA tricks or whatever. Yeah. But like, I'm always willing to learn. And I think I've always been told that that is the key. Yeah. If you're, what is it? If you're the smartest person in the room, get out of the room. Get out the room. Yeah, I hope that's a perfect. Uh, it's dangerous, man, to be in, in a room with. That's what Gabe actually he talked about that on uh, his podcast, I think, and he, he talks about it often. When he came here, moving from Equinox, he said, "I'll I'll come and I'll work here as long as there's people better than me." And what's interesting, 
is now you're in a space with the top trainers in the country and all of us are saying the same shit. I'm around people who are so much better than me. Yeah. So the dynamic that happened there was egos were dropped and there was a stage in the beginning of Performance House where there were a lot of egos. Oh my God. Lots of egos wild. of everybody were, clashing. People had their, like they were ready to rock. They are ready to fight and yeah. like it, it was, cr- not literally fight, but like there it was, was just, just a bit different. I, th- I feel as if like you, some of these had like they had big names or whatever yeah. and they're coming into the space where like this guy from this gym, but he's a really good high on, high up trainer or whatever. And then this other guy from the other gym's coming in and they're thinking, right, I need to give them my thing yep. here. But the, the amazing thing about this is you'll see the best people, kettlebells, I don't know. Best people, dumbbells, best yes. people, cables, best freeway whatever. people in the country, best um, like we're all body mixing. Work. Everybody makes this yeah, gym the I'm best. I'm walking around like I, I gave a presentation. I think I talked about this on one of the playlists. I gave a presentation about mindset and enrolling your clients into connection yeah. and all that. And everybody came up to me and was like, "Wow, man, I would love to sit down and talk with you." And blah blah. And in the talk, I talked about how I feel always so stupid in this space because, or the the dumbest guy in the room because of how knowledgeable these people are about I'm exercise. Seeing. Well, I, like, I like I pick it. I'll pick their minds, even when even when they're in sessions. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll listen, stand there and listen, I'll watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same. I Seriously. look a little bit awkward with, it, but and, and and there's been a lot of spaces I've been in where it's, that's not a safe space to do. Like you just yeah. can't do that. You get picked on. You get called out. All this stuff. So I think I think that we've created a, a very um, anti ego space here, yeah. where everybody's willing to connect with everybody. And the second you drop that, and that's not just about training. I mean, that's all over the world and, and, and anything you do. My experience is the second you drop your ego, you can create connection. Yeah. Without ego comes connection. You know what I was thinking of too recently was, sorry, just that maybe it's a different topic here. Bring it on. But what is the end goal for me? What is the purpose? Yeah. And I never really thought about it. I thought, right, I'm helping people. I'm getting money. I'm doing this week to week to week. And then I started realizing within the last, like, I'd say five months, who am I? Yeah. This sounds crazy. Who am I? Yeah. What is my purpose? What makes me different from everyone else? Right. And I, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I got, I got asked that by the Shark Tank guy goes, mm-hmm. I said to him, I want to, I want right, to start my own business. I want to start like really advancing here. I've did that. I'm, I, I'm just, I see it all. I'm so hungry to get it all. And he said to me, well, anyone can start a business. He said, what's three things? What makes you different from everyone else? What are you about? And what's your purpose? Yeah. And I literally stirred at him and I'm going, fuck. I don't I know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I literally don't know. And it took me a few months to figure all that out, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm working with Devin. He's a great guy. He's killing it right now. We both are killing it right now, but... I want to do my own brand. I want to be my own, my own. I want to go up the ladder by myself a little bit to Absolutely. see my build my own brand, get my boxing out there or whatever. But it really opened my eyes to see like, not everyone can, can build a business. Like yeah. I thought right all you can do, you get a little bit of investments or whatever, but to take, to be successful and create your own unique brand or whatever, it takes, you have to dig deep into yourself to figure out right, what is this or what's this going to be about? How can I affect others with this? 
and still make a living out of it. And I think it's about creating a man like your own manifesto in a way. Yeah. Because because what you do is when I know like I am a like a free, courageous, empowering like leader of other people. <laughs> yo, Deb. When I'm a when speak I'm of a, the devil. <laughs> speaking of the devil. When I'm a when I say that statement. Like, it, what's interesting is I used to say, who are you? I would be like, well, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a group yeah. fitness instructor. I stopped saying that because that's what I do. That's my job. I like that. That's I not like who that. I am. Who I am is a leader. Who I am is a, a powerhouse. Who I am. Like, I've, I've created these things of who I am. And now every decision I make, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before too. Every decision I make is based off of that foundation of who I am. So whether that means being a personal trainer here or whether that means opening my own business or a studio or yeah. going and partnering with somebody else or going and doing speaking engagements. I don't know what that looks like. So I, people look at me crazy when I say, I don't know if I necessarily have a planned out goal of where I'm going. My dad always is like, well, you got to get clear. And my dad's the smartest guy I know. He's like, you got to get clear on your goal so you know where to go. And I've kind of gotten to a space where like, I don't know if I necessarily feel that. Yeah. I, I don't always have to get an exact goal oriented like I don't have to know exactly where I'm going because if I'm just holding true to who I am things start to pan out and roll out into the space you know and be created as they should be because there's a billion right answers a lot of times I had a conversation with Roger on a podcast about this Uh, there's a billion right answers to your problem often there's not just one answer and if you're open to possibility you don't get so caught up on the mechanism yes, and making sure you go the right way. You'll just find there a way. There is no right way. There's no I, right way. There is no right way. You could see, like, I honestly think that there is no right way. The right way, to be honest, if the so-called right way for me to be here right now, it wouldn't have took me this way, this right. quick. Right. I would have had it. Went to, the right to, way would have been like, okay, I'm going right. to take some time, yeah. get my certifications, to, yes. make I'm sure gonna I go to, I'm going to go to UFC gym. Maybe from UFC gym, I'm going to go to another gym in the city. From that, I'm going to go to Equinox. From here, from yep. Equinox, I'm going to build the clientele and come to a Formix. Well, I just went fucking right into the deep end, Hell and yeah. I come out swimming. Hell yeah. And I'm still swimming. Woo! But came like, out swimming. It's, yeah. I don't mean to sound that in a, a cocky or anything, but like, it's just, it's sink Same, or man. swim. And yeah. that is it. Because like, you know yourself in here, you have to get clients because you need to pay, you need to get a revenue yeah. of 3000 a month. Yeah to be able to stay in this place. And yep. like, that's not gonna, it's not gonna pay itself. Yep. So you need, you need you're need you thrown in at the deep end a little bit. When they had said that to me, or when they said it to the whole meeting, yeah, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> looks like I'm it's going back, to, at the start of thinking, it looks like I'm going back to the UFC gym here. But then you know what? I can do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know what I'm capable of, what kind of coach yep. I am, and the energy that you give to others, they feed off it. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think if it wasn't for my energy, or the bubbly happiness, I don't think I would never have been in here. It's, it's who we, you sit in a room with these individuals in this space. It's really overwhelming, the personalities that are created. And not just like goofy, fun, energetic personalities. There are some of, some of those. But the truth is, people are authentic, raw individuals. Yeah. And that's easily recognized and mm-hmm. noticed. So people want to be in this space. You walk in this room and there's just wild energy. There's wild energy with every single individual in here. The ones who are no longer here, just to, you yeah. know, they wanted to do their own thing. No, no hard feelings or anything. It's just very clear that there are people who are super connected My, with this space. Frank again said to me, um, "Dude, this guy will show up one hour before a session, 
Yeah, he does. He'll fucking sit in one of the benches and stir at me and maybe have a client. And I'm thinking, why is he here and stirring at me? It's making me feel very uncomfortable. And one day I went over and asked him, he goes, dude, why are you showing up one hour early before your session? Like, do you have that stuff to do? Yeah. He goes, I just feed off this energy. Yeah. I'm like, That's the truth. You know what, Frank? You can sit in that <laughs> bench all that you energy. want. You go eat that energy. No, but honestly, I think about it. That's his scale. And then we got to get you out of here. Yeah. That's his scale of feeding. I, I used to show up to the field when I was playing soccer at a high level. I would show up to the field three, four hours early sometimes and just sit on the grass and just like be in the space because there was something about the space and the energy. I would get with my team early just to connect with the guys. I would, I would want to be around the energy as much as I could. And for a lot of people, this space represents their sport. Represent, it, like this is their life on the line. They have no energy if they don't commit here. It's this own everything mentality. And now we're doing a promo show for Performing House. But the truth is, it really is a space that creates that, that safe space to go all in, um, which you know, yeah. I really admire about this space. So let's get you out of here. The last thing that we do on this show, it's called Let's Go. And the idea of this show is by the end of it, we want our viewers, our listeners to be like fired up. Like, let's go. Ah, I feel so good. Okay. So can you give us one takeaway, one word of wisdom, one little thing to just leave people with as they, as they go on their way. Love putting people in the spot. Love this. There's a f- I actually was thinking of this as well. I th- honestly think, yes, be in the present and be grateful for what you have, mm-hmm. not what you don't have. Yeah. And that creates that kind of like fucking... And I feel that for anyway, the stuff that I feel is that I'd be always counting my blessings for what I do have, not for what I don't have. And that creates a kind of energy, a happy energy. And then I'll just go and I'll get the stuff that I don't have. It creates yeah. it even better. So when I'm like thinking, right, geez, I don't have that kind of clients or I don't have that uh, client that's going to pay me $300 a session, but I have these clients that are going to pay me this and that'll change everything. So I'll get right yeah. up to that I feel I don't know it's hard it's hard it's to stepping away from comparison yeah exactly yeah. and you cannot compare yourself to anyone. I like I'm five foot six I'm probably not the most best looking human or physique in here Challenge, but guess what I'm one of the fucking most busiest trainers and that's because I've refused to give up absolutely I refuse to stop I don't know I'm maybe saying this no, <laughs> so, no it's <laughs> true I mean like it's, it's a space of you can sit and wallow in your worries and fears and exactly. frustrations. Of, Nick Pags is a way of wording words that is just I just phenomenal. feel your vibe. I feel your vibe, brother. Yeah, you can sit and watch Devin have a bunch of clients, Gabe have a bunch of clients. I also know for me, like a lot of times you're getting hooked on, not you, a lot of times I experience looking at Gabe who has like clients from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. like nonstop. And I'm like, shit, man, because I'm a competitive spirit. I get like pissed off that I don't have that many clients. And the truth is, I'm not working to have that many clients. Like I'm just not putting in the time, effort, or reaching out to try and create that much clientele. I have other things going on in my life. And Gabe said to me the other day, I really admire you for X, Y, and T. Another thing, he's like, yo, I thought I was good at this. You're the king at this. Mm -hmm. And like, I love watching you every day. And it had something to do with like my mindset and the way I speak to people. And I said, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So you could sit and wallow and worry about everybody else's pluses and just dig in your minuses. Or you can say, 
that's not necessarily what I'm going after. And if it is, I'm just going to sit there and learn from you. I'm going to generate yeah, the energy to create. Know what own. you're going after, I don't still don't know what I'm going after. As you said earlier, like the the, the goal may be unclear of what you want. Yeah. But keep trucking. Uh, down that path, you'll find out what you want. Like I still don't. I, I want to create my own business venture now in the next few years. But like, I still don't know what it is. But I'm on that direction right. of finding out down the line. Being open to possibilities exactly. is the number one thing Being you can open. do. Which and which is what you, you're a king of it. Yeah. Look at where you are, and that was simply because somebody said, "Can you go do this?" And you're like, "Yeah, let's go." Let's you want to try this? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. And the next thing's gonna come, and it's gonna feel right, and you're gonna go. Just like the move to New York felt right. Exactly. Just like the move to De- with Devin felt right. Just like showing up at Performance House felt right. You'll find those things that feel right. And, and there's and so many more opportunities going. that have happened to me for over the last few weeks alone. That even have- even more so, it's the stuff that you don't know you don't know. Yeah. There's stuff you, you know you don't know. Like yeah. I know I don't know a ton about business. There's exactly. opportunities I, sitting there that you don't even know you don't my, know My about. client actually just said it to me tonight about a business. This guy is, has money. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, what do you think about this? And then I, I came out with a suggestion of doing such and such to further. He goes, dude, you're coming to my office Friday at 12 p.m. Done. We're getting lunch. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. Well, what, the, what the fuck was that? How did that just happen? I don't, know how to, I don't really know that much about business. But as you say... It's right there. Yeah. And you just might know it's right there, but you just have to keep going. Like, look at that there. It was like 30 minutes into the session, he came up with this silly idea, and he goes, I want you to come into my uh, office for a meeting. You're it's meet what me. I like to refer to as, and then we'll get you out, what I like to refer to as source. When you are open and vulnerable and willing to yes. be present to possibility and opportunity, like you are source Let's go. to what you want to create. Yeah. You might not even know it's it's declaring without evidence. I'm going to have my own business and I don't know what the business is and I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I declare that it's happening. Yeah. You don't need the avenue. Sometimes it's just about sourcing it with your mindset and positivity and optimism. Yeah. Marty. Thank you so much. Bro. Love you, brother. Thanks for being on. Thing. Guys, where can we follow you on Instagram and all that? Uh, my thing is Martin Kelly just. Let me tell you something about his Instagram. It's spelled M A. I R I R T I N T I N C E A L L A G H. It's spelled in Irish. It's Marching Kelly. It's ridiculous. God I bless. am unique. He's, he's <laughs> unique. Unique New York. <laughs> unique New York. So follow Marty. You can DM him, reach out to him. If you got questions about UFC stuff, if you're interested in MMA stuff, if you're interested, he, we didn't even tap into the fact that he's connected with Conor McGregor, connected with all these big time. He's got a wild story. So please reach out to him, connect to him. He loves to, to have those conversations. Come see us at the house. Uh, and if you have any questions for me, for us about this this discussion uh let us know guys i'm so appreciative for you always watching and hanging with us and we will see you all next time on let's go peace thank you nick that was great that was yo fam i want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life your support and attention is so greatly appreciated and i never take it for granted thank you so much for listening I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Pags Fit fam. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and I'll see y'all on the next episode.